We are proud to announce a new sponsor for this podcast, Augie's Locker Room. Augie's Locker Room, which is located less than a mile away from Notre Dame Stadium, was named the best Notre Dame's collectible shop in the country. This shop is amazing. If you are a passionate Notre Dame fan and are looking for that special Notre Dame piece to complete your rec room, Augie's is the place to go. They have a wide selection of Notre Dame stadium pieces, jerseys, helmets, autographs, and one-of-a-kind rock knee items. They have an exclusive Joe Montana signed items. If Augie's doesn't have it in store, he will find it for you. Visit Augie'sLockerRoom.com or stop in at 1811 South Bend Avenue and see the vintage helmet display dating back to 1890. Augie'sLockerRoom.com or call 574-277-NDND. Hello, Notre Dame fans. Welcome into the Notre Dame football show from blueandgold.com. I am Ashton Pollard here today to talk about a bunch of things. We're going to talk Shamrock Series jerseys, Notre Dame recruiting, and we're going to have a special guest join us in 2024 quarterback commit, CJ Carr. Um, that'll be in about 20-ish minutes. But to start, I will go ahead and introduce my co-host recruiting insider, Mike Singer, as well as our football analyst, Tim Hyde. Mike is fresh off of a Mexico trip. So, Mike, how's that? How you doing? I'm back. You know, that's that's a big deal. I'm alive. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I made it. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no no hangover movie type situation, which kind of is a plug to a conversation <laughs> that we'll have here in a little bit. But, no, it was fun. Um, I ate and drank too much, as you typically do on vacation. So, yeah, it was a good time. Fair enough. Tim, how are you? You were out on a boat today, so that's fun. Yes, I was on a boat. Not, you know, not a plug for Step Brothers, obviously, but I was on a boat today. So, it's, uh, yeah, we got Hangover Step Brothers. We're doing a movie review tonight, so here we go. But uh, yeah, yeah, life was good. Beautiful summer day up here in New Hampshire. So, enjoying life. Get ready to talk some Notre Dame ball. Which, by the way, one day closer to Ohio State. That's that's all we I care. are. Thirty eight. I love it. Thirty eight days away. Yep, thirty eight days from I guess right now. And, and right now in an hour, I guess. Um, all right. Before we start off, we will start with our normal. Mike, what are you drinking, if anything? Okay, I am. I am. Nice. I haven't it. had a beer in a while. So I was going to drink okay. two Tigers. I just got some two Tigers in yesterday. Um, thank you to the folks there for giving me shipment. I'm not drinking it right now because I was making chili for dinner tonight. And I got like this tall boy of uh, this IPA. So I th I dump half of it into my chili, and this is the other half. It's like a twenty. Do you really? Chili in beer is fantastic. You throw in an IPA for a little bit more spice. You throw in a lager for more of a tomatoey, um, extra flavor. So, yeah, it's a excellent. It sounds kind of good. I've never heard of it. Yeah. So my chili is a one. Love it. Yeah, I'm yeah I'm I'm a chili cooker. So good call on that, Mike. I've done that a handful of times. It's good stuff. Yep. I didn't know that. Uh, Tim, how about you? Well, definitely. I got, uh, you know, since we have a special guest tonight, want to celebrate that with our uh, lo lovely two tigers and always uh, a, a cold, <laughs> a cold beer to refresh since we're on for an hour. There you go. And I am continuing back on my trend of putting random fruit in vodka soda. So I have a bunch of oranges. So I did that. It's uh, it's OK. It's not as good as the blackberry mint one that I did, but that one's going to be hard to top from the beginning. So. All right, moving along, we will start with our typical best thing you saw this time in the past couple of weeks, typically a week, but we were not on last week. So I will start with Tim. Tim, what is the best thing you saw related to Notre Dame this week? Oh, uh, most definitely Saturday morning. Go down to Mr. Uh, Mailbox 
And here it comes. So Mr. Blue and Gold Preview. Very excited, by the way. Been flipping through it. Awesome, awesome magazine. It is uh, It was really good. The first thing I do each and every year is go to the score predictions. So I thought those... I thought those were quite interesting, the score predictions. Should I say what? It, I, I, I can say it. Everyone's getting it in the mail. I found it interesting that Blue and Gold and Marcus Freeman's first year predicted 11 and 1. I did not. That's the first thing I do. I start counting down For the who? W's. Wait, which one of us, though? Because we all had predictions. No, it's just the scores. All the scores, like in the little team previews. Oh, 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 four. okay. I'm responsible for six of those. Todd yeah. is responsible for the other six. So it's, it's not one story. person's. Yeah. Okay. I know. It's 11 and one. I was like, wow, Marcus Freeman's going to the final four in year one. Here we go. No pressure, right? No Can pressure. Can happen. Um, yeah. If you, if you haven't ordered a football preview magazine, we still have digital copies. And I think we do have some hard copies still available um, on our site. We, you should check that out. And also obviously subscribe to our site while you are there for our normal content. Um, actually, so it's, it's, uh, blue, blue gold online.com. So this is actually our August issue. We already published another magazine, but, uh, I think it's up here at the top. I'm sorry, podcast audience. You, you, you go up to the football preview and, yeah, uh, yeah. long banner at the top. Yep. There you go. Beautiful. Um, all right, Mike, on that topic, what was the best thing you saw this week? All right. So this, this, this was, I don't know if this is the best thing, but this was the kind of craziest thing. Like, never follow the rules of this segment. You always have like some weird caveat of like, it's not actually the best thing, but still I got to say it. Here we I know. Are. <laughs> Ash, Ashen, you love my tangents. I go on, but this, this was kind of a cool moment for me. Right. I mean, I've been in this business for almost a decade now. I have never been outside of a work function and someone noticed me. That's never happened in my life. Like if I'm out on a high school game, someone says, oh, you're Mike Singer. Like, you know, yeah, like I cover the recruit. Maybe the parent noticed me that. I'm, I, and this is 100% true story. I am, I've just gotten to the resort in Cancun. And uh, there's a guy ahead of me checking in. Um, his wife's doing most of the talking, obviously, because guys, we don't do anything when we're checking in at a, at a resort. I'm waiting in line. The guy turns around. And, I, and again, this is a good, uh, exactly what I'd be points at me. And he says, Notre Dame. I'm thinking, am I, am I wearing a Notre Dame shirt? I look, I literally look behind me and he says, you're Mike Singer. I'm like, what in Mexico? At Who a, is he? Oh, is he watching this show right now? Eric, I hope you are. Oh, I, I bought him drinks. It was an all-inclusive report. So, of course, you know, there was... So you didn't buy him drinks. I'd like no, to make that clear. I, I told him I was. And it was, it's just a good it's a good joke at an all-inclusive. Say, hey, drinks on me. Yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, Derek, if you're watching, that was awesome. That's never happened to me. Um, so, Where's yeah. Where's from? Derek from New York. From New York. Derek nice. from New York. So Very cool. Derek, if you're, if you're watching, man. I appreciate you. That was, that was, that was awesome for me, but that is, yeah, that is, that is a really cool story right there. I know. All right. Mine is related to a series of tweets that have been popping up related um, to, I guess the, the final summer workouts before the guys have, I guess, a little bit of time off for next week when uh, fall camp starts. So to Lynn McCullough, I know Mike, you had that one pulled up, but they've come from all the position coaches, uh, Jerry Parker had one up. I know Al Washington's had some up with um, like the belt of the defensive linemen get for good performances. Um, I just think these are really funny because a they a lot of them have themes. Like this one's superhero themed, obviously. Um, 
look at Audric Esme there in the middle, right behind McCullough. Um, I guess I'm that if you're, yeah, there we go. Um, yeah, he, that man is just huge. And anyone that has to tackle him this fall, good luck to you. It's also fun to see the freshman in there. So price is, was an early enrollee. He's on the far side on the scooter because he has an Achilles injury, but then, uh, Jabron Payne is also in there behind Chris Tyree. So yeah, these are just fun. Um, and they're a fun reminder that camp starts next week. So, um, yeah, on that note, we will dive into the news of today before we get there. Make sure that you subscribe to our YouTube channel, hit the thumbs up, all that stuff, head to our website as well. Make sure you're signed up for our $1 deal ahead of fall camp. Like I said, it starts next Friday. So we'll have a lot of stuff up. We'll have uh, four people on the ground, including Todd Burledge, who's with us. It'll be me, my, me, Tyler Horka, uh, and Patrick Engel and Todd Burledge on the ground there. So you'll want to have access to all that stuff, message board, etc. Um, all right. So, and like I said, if you just joined us, CJ Carr will be hopping on here in about 10 ish minutes, but first we're going to talk the biggest news from today. So as you all are all aware, Notre Dame is headed to Las Vegas on October 8th to play BYU at Allegiant Stadium, which is the home of the Las Vegas Raiders. And they always do, this is their Shamrock Series game, so they always do an alternate uniform. And they dropped that uniform today. The whispers kind of started yesterday. Marcus Freeman tweeted, are you guys ready? The Notre Dame football account was tweeting. Um, Michael Jr. was tweeting, which will come up in a minute. But... They revealed those uniforms via a parody on the movie The Hangover. If you have not seen this, it is hilarious. It's four minutes long. It's a masterpiece. Um, it is all over all over Twitter, all over the, all the Notre Dame social media, Instagram, all that stuff. So if you haven't seen it, you should check it out. And as you can see there, Mike just popped it up on the screen. So that is the uniform. It is all white. Um, the detailing on it, you can't see as well, but I know, Mike, you have a bunch of pictures. So along the sides is um, like some gold etching, I guess. That is of the Golden Dome. Um, and then on the sleeve as well, there is a shamrock. There you go. You can see. Um, that's in like an art deco type of font as is the Notre Dame that's across the chest. And then obviously the numbers are outlined in black, white pants, the helmets are their normal helmets. So there's gold. Um, that's an ode to the golden age in Las Vegas, according to the Notre Dame website. So I love these. I loved the video. I thought it was all hilarious. I thought it was peak, like is Notre Dame cool again, which is the the theme recently. Tim, what did you think about these when you first saw them? Oh, I loved it. I mean, seriously. Yeah, I mean, I love all whites. You know, I put my teams in all whites before. Kids, people, kids love all white. Yeah. You wear those colleges when they bust them out for a special occasion. Kids love them. I mean, they do. So yeah. I thought it was, I thought it was sharp as could be. And I love, I, I, I mean, seriously, I absolutely love it. The video was, I was laughing the whole, I've seen Hangover oh, a thousand times. It's so funny. You know, it's, uh, I won't tell some Vegas stories, but I have, you know, but, you know, Hangover is a great movie. How's that? But uh, <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. I thought the whole reveal was sharp. The video with the guys and um, you know those guys looked ready to play. I'll tell you what, man, they got me fired up yeah. listening to Foskey and Mayor is what. So I love that. But uh, it was sharp. I mean, look how clean that is. I can't wait to see these guys run out and play BYU. Yeah. So yeah, as as Mike said, it was it was Foskey, Mayor, and Freeman, and then they also uh, Michael Jr. and Michael Senior made a cameo appearance. I'll direct you to Notre Dame social media to watch that. And for the sake of time, we're not going to play it on here. But Mike, what were your initial thoughts when you saw it? 
I think Marcus Freeman's got a career in acting. He's uh, not uh, bad. He was not bad. Foskey needs a little bit of work. Mayor, Mayor could be like a say, like when Gronk kind of make movie appearances like that. He's I mean, call him baby. Gronk, but I thought he kind of could play that big tough guy kind of comedic backup role. So that was my first initial reaction. Marcus Freeman can act a little bit. Foskey needs a little bit of work. Um, and um, yeah, Mayor's Mayor's a just kind of one of those guys just as good at everything you know yeah. i never liked that guy in high school because i was not that guy i was always jealous of that guy but anyway as far as the jerseys look unless notre dame trotted out there in purple and and you know orange i, I i'm fine with pretty much anything Fair. the kids like like as you get older you like change less right but when you're young you like you like the new stuff it's something new it's swag the kids love this stuff um but I will say, yeah. for most and Ashton, you and Tim, from what we've seen on social media and the boards at blueandgold.com, seems yeah. like it's pretty well received. Whereas any other changes regarding it, basically anything, are, are usually not. But this is, you know, it, yeah, it's, I think it's been it's been pretty good. Yeah, yes. this one was kind of universally praised outside of Notre Dame too, like like national big national football accounts, ESPN mm-hmm. College Football was tweeting the video, um, Barstool, other random big national accounts um, that said they were really cool. So, yeah, these were uh, – of the of the past Shamrock Series uniforms, these were very well received, which leads me into our next related topic. But we were going to uh, go through and say our favorite Shamrock Series jerseys because they can be really controversial. Um, I'm looking at you, Yankee Stadium one that everyone hates, which we were talking about this before this broadcast. I get they weren't like – the flashiest, but like the New York Yankees aren't the flat. Yes. Like that's the purpose of the uniform. You know what I mean? So anyways, um, I can go, I don't know who wants to go first. I can go first if we want. Um, I don't know, Mike, what order you have them pulled up in or, Oh my God, it is pouring rain outside. I'm in South bend. It is pouring and it is thundering. Oh, well, um, uh, let's hey, go Indiana summers. I told you, Ashley, I Indiana summers, nothing let's like go, let's go chronologically. Okay, so then I'm first. Yes. So I love the 2012 ones. These are the ones from the first Soldier Field game against Miami. Um, This was the first Notre Dame-Miami game, regular season game, since 1990. So there was a lot of hype around that. I thought these uniforms were really cool. The helmets I thought were super cool. And I know that people, yeah, people like didn't like these, but I really liked the blue. I love the white ones, but I really liked the blue like the dark, dark, dark Navy. Um, they're very similar to the normal home uniforms, which I love um, because as I was talking about again before this broadcast, I either like the classic green or no green. Like I don't like the Shamrock series ones with a lot of green in it. I don't know why. Maybe that's an unpopular opinion. But um, yeah, I thought these were really cool. And I thought that that helmet was wild. And But it went it went with the uniform because the uniform wasn't too much. So that was no. my um so then- i loved it ashton i loved it just the, the leprechaun i love how the leprechaun yeah. was facing facing the opponents and um yeah which that was controversial when it popped out i remember people talking about that but uh i don't remember that specifically yeah i knew something. face i didn't know it was that con- like controversial i mean i guess everything's controversial with this team for always reason. something always something but uh yeah, no it's, um, sharp, it's sharp looking yeah all right next one if we're going chronologically that would be tim yeah, mine was the very next season. You know, the playing Arizona State there in uh in uh, Texas. I I loved it because it was once all white. Just I I love this green 
on top of the white. It's, it's just my favorite. Every time I see pictures of past games or this one pops up and all that, I just love it. Plus, it was a great game against Arizona State as well. So it was. It was. And fun fact, if you don't know, Notre Dame's undefeated in Shamrock season, uh, Shamrock series games. So got to keep that going in sure. October. And then Mike, yours is the most recent one. If you want to pop that up. Yeah, just last year. Um, speaking of good games, I mean, this ended up being a, you know, a nice win for so fun. the Fighting Irish. Ashton was there. I was. I was indeed. I was not working. Uh, so there's a normal person. There's, there's something about this one that just kind of says – it's not that far off from a normal Notre Dame uniform. It's just kind of those added little things. Like you said, with the New York game, controversial, but you're playing, you know, at Yankee Stadium. This one, you're playing at Soldier Field, so you have a little ode to um, the Chicago Bears uniforms. And, you know, Chicago and Notre Dame have such great history. So, um, yeah. I like the stars on the back, which are the four stars on the Chicago flag. And then the sleeves that had, this is my second favorite one. It was between this one and the Miami one. Um, but Mike said he liked this one. So being the very nice person that I am, I allowed him to take it. Um, <laughs> but I did love these. Yeah, they were, they were cool. And I know that some people that didn't really have like a Chicago connection, obviously Notre Dame's fan base is so national, but there are a lot of Chicago people, but there are a lot of people who have really never been to Chicago. So they didn't really get it, but I was living in Chicago at the time and loved Chicago. So I thought they were, they were super cool, but yeah. Tim, did you have any thoughts on these? No, I loved it. Plus it was a great, great victory. That's, that's all that matters. So I'm actually, you, you got me interested since I, you know, I know Notre Dame had never won. I'm curious, what is the line on the BYU game? Is there an early one, Mike? Not, not that Mike bets. I'm just saying Mike follows this. I think so, it's eight. Is it really that big? Mm-hmm. It was surprisingly big. I can, well, I might be able to pull it up. I don't know. I thought no, I remember really seeing just, it and thinking it was bigger than I thought. Because BYU is really Exactly. Because BYU is really good quarterback, goal line. I mean, they're all 25 years old. So, it's yeah. <laughs> you know, Kalani uh, Sataki's a heck of a coach. I've met him a handful of times. Great guy. So, he's he's gotten rolling the last couple of years. Yeah. So, I just looked up um, on Vegas Insider. Bet. It opened at nine and a half, it looks wow. like. Okay. Wow. Bet MGM has it now at seven, FanDuel okay. six and a half. There we go. Okay. So it's been bet down a little bit. I don't know, Tim. Nice. What's your thoughts on the uh on that early line? No, I figure I th- I think it's gonna be a that's gonna be a, a battle. It's gonna be a tight ball game. So it's a while away, one t- one game at a time, obviously, in this crazy world. But uh yeah, yeah, I I, I figured that would be a you know touchdown or less game once it gets to it, it's probably going to be a tight point spread you know, yeah i haven't seen i, I don't know byu's really schedule but i would expect them to come in with some big w's coming into that game they're yeah, good point um, I, like, I like rick's comment here play the game at home and kick the shamrock series to the curve wedge a piece of sod in the face max and get off my ground <laughs> i mean i kind of get it like it, it does often take away a home game but like if you're a Notre Dame fan living in Texas and you don't necessarily have the means to get up to Notre Dame once or twice or three times like that's a fun little drive if you're in New York like obviously there's a bunch of New York people in New York Boston they played at Fenway um trying to think of where else they played um that was a San Diego game in the Navy Sandy no that was not a Shamrock series game that just happened to be in San Diego um but, we got a quick super yeah. chats. Marshall says, "Do you know how often the on three RPM has been completely wrong?" It seems fairly accurate. Ashton, do you want to take that? 
Yeah, the um, RPM questions they asked him, right? Yeah, I don't know if that was intentional. I, I mean, I don't, I don't know off the top of my head, but it seems, it seems fairly accurate to me as well. Why did he get thrown to me? You're the recruiting guy. Wait I, a I second. Don't, I don't know. I don't know. I, I didn't, <laughs> you didn't want to answer it? No, no. For our uh, the on three, a lot of that stuff, you you have you have very strong opinions on it. Um, do I? I well, more than nil stuff, I guess. But yes. for the, look, the RPM is basically it's so heavily driven by the expert prediction. So it's just a little bit more information than like the, the crystal ball or the future. It's just a little bit more. Or if no one's put in a prediction, you know, it, it, it takes information based, like visits and proximity to home and all that stuff. So right. um, it's it's yeah, it's just a it's a fun tool. But yeah. um, I like yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, I like it. I go on there when I'm looking at recruits, watching film, seeing who they visited. I think it's a cool tool. Uh, you do the, the internet, you know, how accurate it is. I mean, you got guys putting in predictions the day before a guy commits. So obviously he knows where he's going. I think that could we, it sometimes I kind of like looking at them 30 days out, you know, see how, see how accurate they are from there. I, yeah. I tossed in a prediction today for a player. I don't think it's going to commit for like another six to 12 months or something. You'll see if I'm right. You know, it's kind of one of those things. Uh, that's, that's my per. My, Teaser. Exactly. Those are uh, the teaser. Yeah. I like looking at those a lot different than the ones 18 hours before a guy commits. And he's like, oh, he's going to so and so. Well, of course, you know, he's going there. Yeah. That's a yeah. spoil. Yeah. yeah. No, very fair. All right. Um, again, if you are watching us online right now, hit subscribe, hit the thumbs up, and I will go ahead and welcome in our guests. So joining us now is 2024 quarterback commit CJ Carr, who is fresh off of a visit to Notre Dame yesterday, and we'll get to that in a second, but he is a rising junior who committed to Notre Dame in June. Um, CJ, what is up? Welcome. How are you? Thank you. Thank you for having me on. How are you guys doing? We're good. Doing Thank good, you. doing good, CJ. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, what's up? Oh, sorry. I thought you were saying something. Um, all right. So we have a couple of questions for CJ prepared. And then if we have time at the end, um, drop something in the chat if you want to ask CJ. And we'll maybe get to one or two of those. But I'll start on our side. So, Mike, I know you have the first question if you want to go ahead. Yeah, throw my guy up a like a little softball here. <laughs> so, CJ, it's, it's been, what, almost two months since you've been committed. And um, I, I think you've been to Notre Dame more in the past two months than Marcus Freeman has. <laughs> I mean, how, just how's the committed life been? You know, like how, how are you liking being on that Notre Dame commit list? It's really nice. It really is. Um, it's a blessing to be able to, you know, know where you want to go so early. Um, but it's it's really nice that, you know, I, I do love talking to you guys, but it, it gets a lot sometimes. So um, it's it's nice that, you know, the, the reporters have kind of died down a little bit. Um not as many coaches that I have to talk to, but it, it's overall, it's been great. Yeah. And then, so kind of on the topic of you being at Notre Dame a lot, you were just there yesterday for a barbecue with close to like 30 recruits. Most of them were in your class. Um, a couple of your committed classmates were there too, but there were a couple from different classes. Kind of, can you just walk us through what you did yesterday at Notre Dame? I know there were a lot of fun games and head shavings that occurred. So drop, <laughs> drop in those notes if you don't mind. Yeah. Yeah. So we started off the day um, and we kind of started with a little, um, you know, competition. We had to like chug a, a water bottle and then hit five Papa shots. And so, um, you know, right when we got there, it was great because Cam uh, Williams and Jack Larson were there. We're, so two, two of the offensive commits on um, that are already committed. And so it's, it's been great getting to know those guys. It's already like we're, we're best friends uh, messing with Cam. I know Cam walked in the door with a 
like I, I forgot what he had. It was like bubbly water or something. So we gave him a hard time about that. We were like, what are you, what are you drinking, man? Um, just fun little things. Sam's like a big that. seltzer guy. Noted. He right. is. That's what, I don't understand it. It's, it's okay. not, not my style. We'll have to ask him. I'll have to ask him about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, um that and then, was, sorry, go ahead. No, all you. All right. And then we, um, we kind of got into some mini games. We, we actually threw before with Jaden Greathouse and, um, um, Jack Larson, we got to throw a little bit, um, throw the ball around. And then after that, we kind of went into some mini games. I was with, uh, Cam and, um, Ryan for most of the, most of the day, Ryan Wingo. And so then we went to dinner and that was just overall a great experience. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Very cool. So you brought up um, Cam. Actually, you brought up Jaden Greathouse. Can you talk about this head shaving thing that happened? <laughs> <laughs> right. So um, I know Chad, right when or before Jaden committed, Chad told him that if he committed that um, he would let Jaden shave his head. And so Jaden committed and this. I think this was the first time he was back on campus since he committed. And so Chad was like, all right, well, you can, you can shave my head now. And, and we thought it was going to be a lot easier than it was, but um, interesting. like okay. coach Freeman's clippers were not very sharp. We had no like guards <laughs> No, we had nothing. So we ended up using scissors to like cut it down a little bit. Oh and my god! It was just not. It was. It was. I was gonna actually get a buzz cut with Jack, but there was there was not enough, uh, you know, material there to do that. That's hilarious! That oh my fun. god! <laughs> just but... cutting Chad's hair with scissors. <laughs> it like, was awesome. Sure, yeah. Um, <laughs> so you brought up Jack Cam. Uh, you said you spent a lot of yesterday with Ryan Wingo. Which 2023 or 24 recruits have you kind of gotten the closest with? Um, I know the ones that are committed obviously are up there, but who are maybe some uncommitted guys that you've become closest with? Because you have been kind of all over Twitter recruiting various people. How, how's that worked out? And yeah, who are you closest with? Yeah, I think, I'm. you know, obviously I'm really close with all of the commits. Um, Brandon Davis, Swain, Owen Waffle um, are two guys that I haven't mentioned, but uh, two guys that I'm also really close with. I think that a kid that I've I've gotten a lot closer with in the last few months is um, Ryan Wingo. I know I, I've seen him twice now, and each time it's just – this last trip was really awesome just to be able to compete with him and, and see how he, he moves, you know, not, not in a football um, scenario. And so it was awesome to get around him again, and, and hopefully he can, you know, be a part of the Irish too. Absolutely. Tim, what do you got? Yeah, CJ. Um, obviously, everyone knows who your grandfather is, and uh, he's been uh, – Found it, you know, he's been a part of a lot of Notre Dame games. 1980, if people don't know, you know, Coach Carr was part of the famous Harry Oliver 51 yard field goal that upset uh, Michigan on the last play of the game there in South Bend. But, uh, you know, I was curious, you know, not talking to him as a grandfather, but someone that's been a part of Notre Dame football games from 1980 to 2007 until he retired. What did Coach Carr talk to you about when it came to Notre Dame? Yeah. It's it's crazy the the amount of games he remembers from yeah. when he coached. He can remember like certain plays that that nobody would think he could remember that I even knew happened. So it's been really cool to get his input on the the Notre Dame Michigan rivalry and and I know he's he's happy where I ended up and he's just wanted me to you know find the best school for me and so that was 
that was a big, um, you know, thing that happened in our family. And, and it was, it's, it's been great though to also, you know, he has a lot of insight on Notre Dame too. So get, yes. getting to learn more about the culture and about the, the history of it is, is also, uh, you know, really awesome resource to have. No, no, that's true. There's been legendary quarterback recruiting battles between the two. So, uh, you know, obviously when it came down to you in Michigan, it was, it just brought back tons of memories with, with a lot of great quarterbacks. Absolutely. Yeah. Tim, you got another question? Yeah. You know what? Yeah. I mean, the first one, when Mike told us that you were going to be coming on the first one, my, the first thing I thought about is, okay, CJ card, you gotta, you gotta let us know, break the, break the thing here. Who is the best, you know, who, you know, who are you when it comes down to leadership style? So we all know the two best quarterbacks in the history of football is Joe Montana, Notre Dame, Tom Brady, Michigan. So are you more (laughs) Joe cool, Joe Montana, or are you more do your job, get in people's faces, Tom Brady? What's your leadership style? It's a I'm not one. sure. I've never actually been asked this question. I think, obviously, growing up a Michigan fan, Tom Brady's always been my guy. He still is, you know, my favorite quarterback ever. You know, I try and model my game a lot after him. Um, but I think I'm, I'm – um, you know, I'm a really competitive guy. I think even competing with Coach Reese this last weekend was was really something I enjoyed. Even like, I, obviously, we're gonna be we're gonna be uh, on each other's teams, and and that's what you know that's a guy I wanted on my team. But um, when we're playing cornhole, talking crap, and it's so I'm a, I'm a really competitive guy, um, and I think I'm 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 a vocal leader too. So um, you know, right now I'm just trying to we got a little we're bringing some younger kids along on my high school team right now. So this is. You know, we're, we're going to need, you know, me as a leader, but also a bunch of our, our, our senior leaders to step up and, and help some of these younger guys out this year. It's just a situation we're going through right now. CJ, you're, CJ you're what, six, 17? You're 17, 17, yep. You, you speak like a 17-year veteran in the NFL, <laughs> like asking a question and you kind of answer it right in the middle. Like that's that's perfect quarterback. <laughs> like I you are already it. so good at it. Um, yeah, like that's what Brady does. He's, he'll talk for two minutes and it's like, Tom, did you even say anything? And like, no, not really. So <laughs> good. Yeah. Good stuff, CJ. So kind of uh, piggyback off Tim's question, asking about leadership style. I'm curious about your recruiting style because every class always kind of has this like face of the class, right? 2021 for Notre Dame, Blake Fisher was very much in your face. If you didn't pick Notre Dame and he was recruiting you, he did not like it. I and mean, he would let you know about so it. Drake Bowen for this 23 cycle, probably a little bit more laid back, you know, throughout some tweets here and there. It certainly will recruit, but, you know, not very aggressive. I'm looking forward to hearing your answer if you're somewhere right in the middle. Um, but, you know, what, what do you kind of think? Where, where's your recruiting style kind of land? Yeah, I think that, you know, when, when kids commit to wherever they are, you have to support that decision. Um, you know, it's, it, and you could also ultimately end up playing with them, you know, with the transfer portal. Now there's a lot of different, um, you know, variables that can go into that. And so I think that, that you could never, you know, diss on a kid for going to, um, a different school than your school that you picked. But, um, I, I really enjoy, you know, again, getting to know all these different recruits um, and make, and, you know, getting a really get or uh, building a relationship with all of them is, is something I really enjoy. And so, um, you know, I'll throw out a, I, I really like the memes on Twitter is, is something I really enjoy posting out there. It's they they make me laugh. So um, that's, that's, I kind of like doing that on Twitter a little bit, but um, really connecting with them in person is something I really enjoy. 
We do have a question that I think is a good one. Yep. Um, Milton fan says, CJ, what potential recruit are you hoping to commit to Notre Dame? You mentioned Ryan Wingo, um, obviously, you know, five-star type talent from the St. Louis area. You visited with him at the end of last month, yesterday. And then also Irish invasion in 2021. You guys were both on campus. I don't think you guys knew yeah. each other at that point, but yeah. you know, um, you were there at the same time. Um, so put him aside that's probably like your number one guy. Do you have any other big names that, that you're going after for 24? And I know you're involved with 2023 as well. Yeah. I think um, Justin Scott's a big one that, that he was at the um, the barbecue this, this weekend. And, and then another one I, you know, I really missed. I, I really wanted uh, Caleb Beasley to be there. I, I really enjoy talking to him and, and um, he's, I don't understand. This is one ranking that I have absolutely zero idea where, what these recruiting services are doing because that is that's a five-star kid right there in my in my opinion I have no idea where these numbers are coming from honestly but he's he's unbelievable watching him play and, and move at Irish Invasion is something that I really enjoyed did, did you have to throw a, like was he in coverage it, it was not fun I'll tell you, there was not a lot of space he is he's you know top three corners that I've ever played against nice. wow that's high praise yeah Cause you've you've been to a lot of different a lot of different camps with a lot of very high level players. He's very impressed. All right, very cool. Um, so see, uh, uh, just real quick on top, was he off? I was going to ask about. Um, oh, there he is. Yeah, CJ. Obviously, you know the skill guys get all the the hype, but you know any lineman is you know I'm always about linemen watching yeah. film and working with Mike and stuff like that. What lineman are you chatting with? Yeah, um, I, we haven't offered too many, but um, I know Peter Jones was, or uh, yeah, Peter was at um, the barbecue too. I, I mm -hmm. got to know him a little bit. He's a really the first time I saw that kid, I was I, my draw just dropped. Dropped. He is he is a massive human. He looks about thirty. He does. <laughs> I, I was with, I was actually with Kayla or uh, Cam, and I was like, I, he's standing with one of the coaches, and I'm like, hey, uh, Cam, which one's the coach? And he couldn't tell me. He couldn't tell me. I was like, he. This is this is not a seventeen-year-old kid. There That's are funny. plenty of. Oh, Tim, go ahead. No, I was gonna say. Funny, you said that because the day you know when he visited in the spring game was the same day Quentin Nelson was there, and I remember we were talking, and you and there's a there's a video in the back of some of the practice stuff, and you see Peter walking by, you know, Quentin Nelson, and you're like, they look like twins. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Uh, there are plenty of linemen. I feel like, especially now when we pop up our like prediction or commitment graphics, I'm like, there's absolutely no way that guy is 16 or 17. Years. Like <laughs> no way, no shot. How, like I have a brother who's 15 and I'm like, Oh, this is, there's no way. Like, how does this yeah, work? But it's crazy. Anyways. Um, all right. Awesome. Well, we can let you go, CJ. Thank you so much for joining us. I know we especially are all looking forward to seeing you play this fall and obviously ultimately seeing you play at Notre Dame and watching you recruit and try to build this class around yourself um, in, the, in the coming in the coming months, both with the 2023s as we approach their signing day and then once we get heavy into the 2024. So looking forward to that. And thank you very much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me on. Absolutely. Tim, what do you think? Very cool. That was, I mean, it's awesome. I mean, he's, he's so smooth. I mean, you've talked, I mean, you said it a million times, Mike, he's, he's already a pro. He's, He's already got a, he's already got trainers. Obviously he doesn't, but no, he's well-respected young man. He's so smooth. Uh, they, really? yeah, I mean, you, you talking about him, you know, just like how Brady answers questions was, was awesome. I, I love that. But uh, 
no, he's he, he's class act, and uh, it's just so exciting to get him here. Obviously, two years away until we see him take the field, right, or dress, yeah. however that comes down. So, so it's a long process, but uh, you know, he's definitely working as Mike knows out there, working the bushes, getting these kids, and staying on top of them. So that was awesome to listen to. That is kind of the. I don't know if sad's the right part, but maybe right word, but that is kind of the sad part about this early recruiting timeline now is you have oh. these kids come in, you're like, yes. And then you're like, wait, <laughs> now I have to go through two seasons without watching him, blah, blah, blah. But yeah. I mean, just, you know, just the, the bounce off of that. It's like, I've told Mike a million times. I mean, you guys could just look in all the old blue and golds is the big, I mean, Notre Dame never recruited until the banquet weekend during the whole cheers. And even after Davey yeah. and then, it became summer camps were big with Bob Davey, but Holtz never had recruits on campus till the season ends. And then they bring in 20 guys and get a bunch of commits. And, and that's what, two months before signing day. Now we're talking to CJ Carr is what, two years before signing day. It's, it's, it's just a wild process. It really yeah. is. No, absolutely. And I, I get it, especially if you're, if you're a quarterback and other guys are starting to commit, you kind of have to maybe not formally commit, but you, you have to indicate to a school that you're interested or they might move on. Like it's, it's kind of this, and then this is not a knock on kids that want to commit early. It's your life, do whatever you want, but it's, it, it has to be stressful. I know like I was a college athlete and I didn't commit till October of my senior year. Like it's very, it's very stressful. Um, even doing that. So I can only imagine junior year, even sophomore year having to come up with that decision. Um, but anyways, but, uh, uh, just real quick on that. I think Mike can yeah. probably answer this, but it seems like the quarterbacks kind of started this right over the last five, six years, it seems like of committing earlier. Am I wrong with that? It seems like so many big name quarterbacks have committed, at least that they have at Notre Dame and they've been recruiting others or whatnot. CJ Carr seems much different in how active he seems to be out there recruiting guys. Not that past Notre Dame guys were not, but he seems like really, really like he's on campus all the time in Chad Bowen's office recruiting with them constantly. That's what it seems like. Yeah. So as far as the quarterbacks committing, I think that's kind of just, yeah, that, that's natural. Yeah. They want to commit early and, and help mm -hmm. build the class. But then of course you still have tons of quarterbacks who don't commit early, but it does seem like that's the seems trend. Like yeah. Um, and then as far as him being such a good recruiter, I think it helps when then you have a Midwest quarterback where it's, you know, how, how Ann Arbor to, to South Bend's what, three hours or something yeah. where you look at drew pine connecticut tyler buckner quite literally the opposite corner of the country yeah uh, phil Dracovic, northeast ian book california um just think about all these recent quarterbacks steve mm -hmm. angeli new jersey who plays high school games on saturday so he couldn't go yeah. to Notre Dame games unless he had a bye week Clawson, Clawson's la brady quinn was columbus but columbus is still like a six five or six hour drive so like i mean you can do that for a weekend but it's it's not the quick jaunt over that a two and a half hour drive is, you know. Yeah, it's going over for dinner with Ryan Wingo. Exactly. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. yeah. So geography. very cool. All right. If you by chance just a little just had a car on for about 15 minutes, the 2024 quarterback committed to Notre Dame, uh, did a nice interview with him. So make sure you watch that back and hit the thumbs up on this channel. I mean, the page, whatever, subscribe to the channel, all that good stuff, especially if you loved the interview. And we're going to stay kind of in the recruiting realm. And we touched on this a little bit with CJ, but the barbecue that Notre Dame had yesterday, um, just to give the basics very quickly. So 
obviously it was a Tuesday. It was just the one day thing. Um, they had, I believe it was 28 recruits, Mike, if I'm not mistaken, it's somewhere in that 26 to 30 range. Um, vast majority were 2024s. Um, all of the 2024 commits, all five of them were present as four. were four. Davis Swain couldn't make it. He was a late scratch. So yeah, fourth. Okay. Late scratch. Sorry. Um, all right. Well, yeah, so four. Um, and then you had, um, 2023 quarterback Austin Novosad on campus, as well as a couple of 2026, which is insane to say that we are recruiting kids that graduate from high school in 2026, but you know, that's life, I guess. Um, so we were just going to kind of go through it's it's too many guys obviously to go through one by one but kind of the highlights um at least of the 2024 class were ryan wingo and um justin scott who are both on they're not their consensus five stars right but not on three five stars yet because we haven't oh maybe not yeah they're top 15 recruits how's that yeah this all gets jumbled in my head sometimes um yeah they're both top 15 recruits um who notre dame would love to have so mike kind of what are you hearing about their trips um yeah yeah i do got a plug check out that gold standard which i published um, a few hours ago before we started recording here on wednesday night um posted latest on quarterback recruiting in 2023 New prediction. <laughs> this guy, which way is he on this? This way? Nope. Nope. I, I'm, this way? Yep. Sorry. It, it's opposite it's, it's, way of where yeah, you would. This guy. Yeah. Logged a prediction for Notre Dame to land Ryan Wingo. Huge. I mean, this this would be ginormous if Notre Dame's able to pull that one off. Um. So, um. Yeah, I like Notre Dame to land him. Log that prediction. I actually. I don't want to give away too much, but I did write in that gold standard that like my sources were like, Hey Mike, you should log it after the last prediction. I'm sorry. The last visit he made. Um, and, uh, after hearing how this one went talking to him myself, I was like, yeah, this, this needs to be a prediction. So yeah. Ryan Wingo, number 11 player, number four receiver nationally, Tim, that would be, uh, that'd be a pretty big big get, right? Yeah. I was chatting with some guys on the message board and it was, I mean, the first guy that comes to your mind with his ranking, you watch his film, size, speed, playmaking ability. I mean, he, he looked like Michael Floyd, just all those things rolled into one. And best wide receiver in the Midwest, you know, the, you know, and plus they've had such great success in St. Louis lately. I think, you know, so many of those Notre Dame football players on the team or alums the last few years could say a lot of good things and help him out. But uh, now he's, he would be unbelievable to go with Cam Williams, who was electric, out of, you know, out of the Chicago area. And then obviously CJ Carr, you got, I mean, you got some dudes right there. I mean, you're looking like golden Tate, Michael Floyd, Clawson right there with those three offensively. So it's, it's, it's yeah. a heck of a group. And then Mike, you have his, his profile pulled up there behind Notre Dame in that recruiting prediction machine is Arkansas. His brother played or plays at Arkansas. Is that correct? Yes. Did he yes. already graduate? I don't know. I just saw this brother play, you know, play okay. Arkansas. I don't know Either, if that's current or past, but I, saw I think that. he might've just graduated, but yeah. So yeah. that's, I guess. And then Missouri is obviously the, the in-state school and it, I mean, I'm sure this kid will get more offers. He's going to get offers from everywhere, but um, just an, an interesting, I know sometimes people are like, what is Missouri doing in there? And it's like, look at where he's from. That will answer that question. <laughs> um, yeah, Mizzou is in the SEC. People tend to forget that when they see Notre Dame guys and Mizzou's in the list, it's, <laughs> It's SEC football now. It's a fair point. It's a fair Missouri, point. They recruit hard, Missouri. Yes. They have a really good recruiting staff. Um, it's fair just, enough. It's Missouri. That was not a knock on Missouri. It's just like when you have a school. Breaking news. Ashton as... Pollard hates Missouri. Ashton Pollard. <laughs> I hates... don't. 
I actually really like Drinkwitz. And if you haven't seen his comments um, on the Jeremy Pruitt, Tennessee situation from today, you should really? go look them up. He, if you're, I'll just bring it up just because it's funny. Jeremy Pruitt is in a lot of trouble for um, paying recruits basically right out of his pocket. His wife also did it, which is funny because his wife is a former compliance officer at Florida state. So this is not like some woman who like blindly is like, I don't really know football. So like, sure, here, go buy something like this woman worked in NCAA compliance and is handing out wads of cash, uh, dinners. Um, I believe there's a down payment involved somewhere in there. But um, Drinkwitz, the head coach of Missouri, was asked about this today, I believe, on the Jim Rome show. And his initial response was, um, my wife is not working or my wife like doesn't care enough about this, clearly, if she's not doing this. So that was funny. He's funny. He he always comes up with like some weird like zinger that you're like, oh, he's actually funny and snarky. But um, and this was another name show. So I'll stop on that SEC. It's little, all good. It's all good. By the way. Hey, by the way, the FSU head coach is Jimbo Fisher. So uh, do the math, right? Oh, well, I know, but it's like, I mean, I don't know that they followed the rules, but like in theory, she should know them, you know, like, and maybe try not to break them so blatantly. I don't really know. I'm not going to go down that hole. I, I guess I opened this can of worms, but I don't want to go any farther down this hole. So um, uh, let me just add yes. real quick on that so we can go down it further. When Ole Miss was awful, right? And then they paid, like, was it Lacan Treadwell and then the Tunsil, right? Yeah. They started paying guys and then started winning. And then Ole Miss has been a pretty good program since. Yep. Tennessee. Dropping McDonald's bags, doing all this stuff. And for what? (laughs) They're not winning. And it's in the SEC East. That is, I, I mean, I'm sure there's somebody on here with the Tennessee connection, so I'm going to watch my mouth. But that program, good Lord. Like, <laughs> I mean, they just, they can't, since Peyton Manning was there, like, they can't get out of their own way. And they keep making these hires. Like, Phil Fulmer, who was the AD, then the head coach, then went back to AD. And I think it was signed Pruitt to an extension when he went, like, five and seven or something. Don't quote me on that. But there's some, like, ridiculous situation and that's why Pruitt's, Pruitt's buyout is 13 million dollars because they extended him for no reason and now they're screwed which is part of the reason this whole investigation was opened anyway so they could get out of paying the buyout but I digress um thank you to Austin Whalen for saying it looks like Wingo has two brothers one played for Missouri and the other played for Arkansas well there you go there you oh, go that'll nice. answer your question I also want to thank um Michael Parks for saying he likes the color of my shirt thank you that's very nice um okay we can move away from the sec although i would talk about it for hours um and we can go back to the barbecue so justin scott was the other top 15 recruit that was on campus yesterday he is a defensive lineman out of um san ignatius which is actually patrick angles high school who's on our staff so shout out patrick um, as you can see on three has him as the number three recruit in the nation, the consensus, which is multiple recruiting services wrapped up. Um, they have him at 12, but both sites or both rankings, I guess, have him as the top defensive lineman in the country. So that could be pretty fun. If Notre Dame can land him, Mike, what did you hear about Scott's visit? Very well. Yeah, it went very well. <laughs> this was his first time visiting since he got the offer. I believe he was on campus for like the North Carolina game or something last fall. Um, got his offer late April, early May. It's kind of one of those just like for months, Notre Dame fans asking me, why haven't we offered yeah. Justin Scott? I'm like, dude, yeah. I don't know. I remember and, that when he got the offer, it was like, look, he got offered. Yay. And the, all the board was just like, 
why did it take so long? And it was like, can you guys relax, please? It's kind of a fair question, to be honest. You know, oh. like, I, I don't know what took so long, but they offered and they're in a, a good spot for him. And he had a really good time on campus. It's early for him. Like, the RPM listen, Wisconsin is the leader right now. I, I mean, it's, who, like, who really knows at this point? I think he's probably visited Wisconsin the most times. That's my. Yeah. That was going to be my question was, is Wisconsin or no, Iowa? No, I, I got no idea why Wisconsin's leader on there. Uh, actually, he's only visited there once. Uh, Singer needs to, yeah, you need to get on there a little bit more. Come on. Got to get that RPM up. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so it's early. I'm not at a point where I'd want to put in a prediction yet. That can always change, but um, not yet. Fair enough. He's a- no, he's a stud. You watch this kid and you just all you think about is he looks like the guys at Alabama and Georgia. Big in the middle, fast linebackers behind him, fly to the ball while Justin Scott just eats up blockers inside. I mean, he's and Notre Dame doesn't have that. It's gonna be one of the big storylines this year, you know, with the inside guys on the interior. But he is a he's a beast. He is an absolute stud in the inside. Yeah, no. Can did I read somewhere that he can also play outside or no? Is that incorrect? I mean, he's six five three ten. No, he I know. Is but... All inside, he he is gonna play guards and centers until he retires from the NFL. Got it. Copy that. Freak. He's a freak. Um, yeah. I was. I'll acknowledge just. I was corrected in the in the chat by Sean W that T Martin was the one that won the title at Tennessee, not Peyton Manning. Apologies, that yeah. is correct. I was a small yeah. child or. Not even born. I don't remember what exact ninety-six. I, I love Tennessee. Nine? I love. I love Knoxville. It was the ninety-eight team. Ninety-eight. Thank you. Ninety-eight. They beat FSU. Who's missing I was a quarterback? And... So was not really paying attention. Um. All right. Should we? We can take a couple questions. Or are there any other recruits, Mike, um, or Tim, that you sure. thought about, or that you read about after the barbecue, Mike? That you heard any? thing interesting on anything like that oh yeah TJ, yes yeah i know it's uh, you know i talked to tj Lindsay, six five two fifty, oh. uh from bryant arkansas um yeah i had a really good time notre dame offered him at the end of june and um he, he scheduled to get up to south bend right away um so Lin- like yeah Lindsay's uh is a good looking player he's not ranked yet um but you know that that will come with time um he was one of six uncommitted with Notre Dame offer defensive linemen on campus. So, and Notre Dame's already got two commits at the defense yeah. line. So I'm very intrigued to see kind of how this plays out. And many of the guys are like big bodied one or three technique kind of guys like a TJ Lindsay or Justin Scott. And they already have Owen Wafel committed. Who's an interior guy. Uh, maybe play some five tech, but Brandon Davis Swain is a three or five tech. So it's like, man, like it's, it's very interesting. I, I'm fascinated to see how this shapes out, but um, Tim, I know you are very excited um, about this young man. So we will uh, watch his tape and you tell us what you think. Yeah. I mean, well, first off, I mean, real quick, I was on the message board. You're talking about him and you know, I haven't watched a lot of 24 guys. I watched his film and I'm like, what the heck? This guy's unbelievable. But that goes back, you know, I didn't mean, I didn't mean, I didn't mean look at his ranking or anything. I didn't know much about him. And then you watch him in his effort. He is a picture perfect C gap type of a, you know, DN. He's 
physical, long, long arms. I mean, he's every bit looking 6'5 on film. So he is, yeah, I know you said I have a man crush on him without a doubt. I just, <laughs> I just love this guy's film. And then, you know, and then you see he's not committed and it's like, well, you know, who cares? Once again, he's 20, 24. This is, yeah, or excuse me, not ranked. Yeah, this guy's a top 100 football player. He is going to jump up the charts. You know, but this happens in recruiting and people need to relax as we talk about sometimes. He just finished his sophomore year, let the whole process take place. But uh he's he's a big time football player, some SEC offers. He's he's every bit, you know, he's the guy who's gonna play for a top ten football team. Tim, can I ask you what you know about where he plays high school football? Like, you know, sometimes recruits like they play in smaller areas so they don't get looked at as early. So that's why they're not ranked. Is that the case with him? Or is this like a little rock area high school that gets some, I, I don't know. Like, what do you, what do you know about it? Well, I mean, little rocks obviously, you know, is really good football. No, know? I know. I'm saying like, I don't know where Brian is. I don't you know. know. Like, yeah. Okay. It, no, no, no. I'll be, I'll be honest with you. I don't know. It and I was looks, watching this film. There, I, there's a lot of good football players on this thing. So. Mike, where it is it? It's like 30 minutes southwest of Little Rock. Gotcha. Okay, so same area. Okay, yeah. so it's not like he's from the middle of absolutely nowhere. Yeah. And just nobody's seen him. But, okay, that's what I was wondering. But that's a great question, Ashton, because I know when I watch film, I I look at the at the competition. I look at the yeah. guys he's going against, and there's not a lot of stiffs on this field. There's some fast dudes, some guys that can run around, make plays. It to me, it looks like you know good high school football. I'd have to get more involved in it, but yeah, looks like good high school football. And this guy, I know, you know, when Mike posted, like I said, I started watching his film, and I was like, man, this is a, this guy would be a heck of a you know D line get for uh, Coach Washington and the guys moving forward. He's he's a big he's a big body, big yeah. body. This is where I wish we had Lou Samoji still with us. I'd be like, Lou, tell me your top five players from Arkansas ever for Notre Dame. You know, like stuff like that. I <laughs> yeah, really I miss Lou Samoji. Um, but but real, yeah. quick on, real quick on that, Mike, like, you know, obviously we're talking about five tech, but there's another, you know, he's a big body that you see this guy being 6'5", 285, 290 pounds playing on the interior with the way his stance and get off and the way he plays you know, really square to the football. He looks like a, for all these edge guys, they kind of are getting this year. They're getting some big beef next year. Yep. Yes, sir. Um, all righty. Very cool. Well, obviously, we will have a lot more uh, recruiting stuff this fall, I guess, especially. Mike, remind people, the so the dead period is all of August. Is that correct? Yeah, all of August. It used okay. to not be. You used to be able to like go to practices and stuff, but yeah, now it's okay. dead period. All right, cool. So, yeah, um, and then there is, I guess, the one big recruiting thing on the horizon is um, Jaden Osbury is announcing his commitment on August 4th. So we will, of course, cover that wherever he picks. Notre Dame is the leader, according to the on three RPM right now, and there are um, a lot of other predictions in for Notre Dame there, too. So we'll be watching that. Before we hop off, I wanted to take um, one question from Michael LeMay. Um, and Michael, I already, had it, I already had it queued up. <laughs> I know because so you star them and I can see them so I can oh, see, okay. I can see what, I can that. see what you want. Um, yeah. So Michael asks, is Freeman doing more good or harm by the funny uniform video? How does it reflect on Notre Dame's reputation? So if you joined late, um, we talked about this a little bit at the beginning. He Michael is referring to the uniform reveal video um, from Las Vegas. That was done or released, I guess, earlier today to preview the Shamrock series uniforms with Freeman, Isaiah Foskey, and Michael Mayer. It was a spoof on the movie The Hangover. Um, I can go first. I think it does more good because 
you're always, and we talked about this with the uniforms, you're always going to have people who don't want change. They don't want anything new or different or whatever. Or they think that, I don't know if it was a joke, but there was some comment earlier where somebody was mad that like going to Vegas is like accepting all of the sins of the world because it's Vegas. Like, all right, that like settle down. Um, <laughs> and also typically those people are not the target of this. So this is the Shamrock series itself is a recruiting tool, but so is this video, right? So the target audience is 16, 17 year old kids or um, kids that are in like, in close relationships with so like older brothers of high school or like the the general college age of kids that you want to come play at Notre Dame and I think this this does a lot of good because it shows that Marcus Freeman can do this he can be cool he can be young but it doesn't look forced like we all are aware of a certain coach that used to be at Notre Dame that no longer is that when he tries to do these younger things it is very awkward and painful, at least in my humble opinion. So I think Freeman looks kind of effortless doing this. Um, and it's, it's fun to get the players involved too. And it, I don't know, I think it's a good recruiting, recruiting tool. Do y'all agree? Disagree? You know, the, uh, the Brendan very pirate guy or whatever his name yeah. is. On Twitter? I He's want him, Brendan, Brendan, I hope you find this clip or someone sends this to you. I want him to take like that hangover spoof thing that they did and, can he like put Brian Kelly over Marcus Freeman Don't and just so we could all just see how awful and like weird that would be? Like BK couldn't do any of this. Like, you know, like he was not enhancing the, like he was enhancing Notre Dame's winning on the field for sure. Like that was very good. But like in terms of making Notre Dame cool, you know, like he didn't do any of that, you know, like, I could tell Brendan to do that, but I'm not going to because I don't <laughs> want to see it. But you can, or maybe he's watching this right now. He works for One Foot Down. If you guys, you've probably seen him if you're on Twitter. He's, he's hilarious, crazy. but he does these like photoshopped videos where they're they're videos. So, but he puts people's faces like over top, but like their lips are moving. It's all it's a whole. It's hysterical. He did yeah. make a of like the movie post, like the Hangover movie poster. Um, like Buckner's on there, Jarrett Patterson. There's a couple other guys, and he did Photoshop that, but it's not a video. But um, I think I retweeted that. If you, I don't, I don't check that on Twitter. I don't know if I should say this, but he did one of um, Freeman as the Batman, like when the new Batman movie was coming out. <laughs> Do you remember that one, Ashton? I, he also did one. the one of him as the um the the Cyclops. Was that what, what's like half man, half horse in like the axe commercials? And he put Marcus Freeman's face on that. Like he is hilarious. I um, so the Batman one, I made sure, you know, I'm pulled to favors. I made sure that Mark Freeman saw that and I heard that he loved it. So Brendan, just want to let you know that, yeah, Mark Freeman loved your Batman one. Love it. And I was told that Mark Freeman showed his kids and his kids loved it. So yeah, it's good stuff. But it's it, going back. Sorry, my typical Mike Singer go off the rails thing. Um, I mean, Michael, Michael. Let me bring that comment back up. Where did that go? Yeah, where's it at? Where do I like it? Oh, I don't know. We, we don't know based on Michael's tone, and maybe he can tell us what his opinion is, right? Maybe he's just asking. Yeah, he's probably just throwing it out there. My uh, my my quick take on it is I've said this since since Freeman got hired. He was a five-star recruit. He was a Buckeye. He played at the highest level. He's He knows he's been around nothing but NFL dudes in his entire life. He knows what it takes to get those guys. And I think that is the difference. You know, when you think of first time head coaches and people always want to compare him to the past guys, you know, the Freeman era is going to be different than those guys because of where Marcus Freeman's from. And that's being an elite recruit, 
recruited at the highest level by the biggest names. And I think he's using all those experiences on what it takes to get those guys in the modern times. And there's nothing wrong with that video. That video, I watched it today. I've been watching Notre Dame football for a long time. I loved it. I thought it was awesome. It's like, Freeman, do whatever you got to do to get the guys in Notre Dame and go win a national championship. That's the goal. So yeah. it's also so fun for like Mayor and Vosky to get to go out to Vegas and they wrap the goal. Like it's like a whole big like Notre Dame thing that's also funny, but like, I don't know. That's it. And you think about last year, obviously it's not Vegas, but they sent Houston Griffith, who was from Chicago yep. and Kyrie Williams to Chicago, and they did a whole like soldier field uniform reveal. Yep. Um Brian Kelly was not a part of that, if I remember correctly. But like so I don't know, like that's kind of fun. If you if you're a recruit and like you have a guy, if you're Kyle Hamilton or whoever, and you have a guy from Atlanta, Notre Dame's gonna go play in Atlanta, maybe you can concoct some uniform reveal or preview or what like there are different ways you can go with this that recruits love in addition to the majority of the fan base and the recruits down the line that are 14 or 15 or whatever right now that are like, Hey, that's cool. Maybe I'll keep Notre Dame in the back of my brain. Imagine if you were on Notre Dame's campus Tuesday night and you're just chilling. Marcus Freeman's just like one of the guys just hanging out with you. And then the next morning you get on Twitter and you see him in this hangover spoof. Like that's like a real, like put yourself in. That's awesome. I know. Like Marcus Freeman is like a legend to these kids. Like He's a rock star. But yeah, and I think I can, he, already, I can already see it now. It's like Notre Dame loses a game this season. It's like, ah, oh, Marcus Stream shouldn't have been going out to Vegas. Should have been coaching. Like, yeah, what do you want, Brian Kelly? Just golfing? Like, come on, come on. <laughs> the comments, like most of the Notre Dame comments were positive, but I think it was like on three tweeted the article that we wrote about it, and some of the very clearly not Notre Dame fans were commenting like, all this just to lose by four touchdowns to Ohio State, and it was like, wow. What like <laughs> nice go away. Like you must be I well, I'm gonna tailor my comments, but you must be so unhappy to have to like get on Twitter and knock that. Like, come on, it's funny. Like I don't well, know. Real, Anyways, real, yes. real quick on that, Ashley. Oh, yeah. You're talking about obviously Fosky, Mayor, you know, you know, Griffith and you know, Kyron Williams last yeah. year. That goes back to the name image likeness and shout out to the Notre Dame media. I mean, that's, those are the students, correct? That's the media department on campus. I'm assuming that's a class and people always want to talk about USC film school and whatnot. The Notre Dame media has been putting out stuff like crazy since Freeman got hired that are like top notch film production. And you know, that whole crew cheers to them. They have just been doing an awesome job. And, and I was, looking at the credits and, and they put all that together themselves. So, and yeah. uh, Katie, what is a uh, Katie Londergren who runs the, yeah. the, yeah, she's the, the SID basically. She's yeah. the one, she's the media contact for the meet for us to get access to the football team. Got so it, like yeah. they, they have to your point, they have some full time people. Yeah. They have some full time mm-hmm. people. Like it is an actual office, but there are student interns that get to do it. There are, um, I don't know the exact structure of it. I did not go to Notre Dame, but um, yeah, it's, sure. it's, it's a lot of young people that are making it fun and when you if marcus freeman wins a national title in four years you're not going to be like remember that dumb hangover video he did like that was so stupid like just let the video happen for the love of god let him get the guys (laughs) let him get the guys in here on that note we will wrap up here thank you for joining us make sure that you hit the thumbs up um subscribe to our channel leave us a comment obviously if you're listening back via podcast Leave us a review on there. Um, And if you joined late, we did have an interview uh, about midway through this with CJ Carr, the 
quarterback committed to Notre Dame. Uh, it's about 15 minutes long. Check that out and listen back, obviously, to the whole thing, too. Um, all right. We will see you next week.